The next few episodes were recorded in advance in preparation of Bex having her baby. These episodes were recorded prior to Taylor announcing Red, Taylor's version, so we know that a new re-recording has been announced, but we wanted to keep in our theories about what we thought was coming. We hope you enjoy the episode. Are you a college student looking for an internship opportunity? Get paid to represent the brands you love, expand your network, and elevate your portfolio. Apply today to be a campus brand manager for one of Riddle and Bloom's student programs. Represent brands like Amazon Prime Student, HBO Max, Comcast Xfinity, and more. For more details and to apply, go to riddleandbloom.com backslash general ambassador. Link is in our episode description. Okay, before we all fall asleep, do we want to get started? Yes, let's do it. Are you guys waiting on me? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Eerily silent, and I was like, oh, "It's like Rebecca, that's your cue." <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I thought usually we like banter going into it. So I, it's like I was like waiting for the banter. My bad, my bad, guys. Um, <laughs> that's on me. Are you ready for it? Welcome to Ready for It, a Taylor Swift podcast. I'm Chandler. I'm Rebecca. I'm Bailey, and I'm Lizzie. So be fearless. Speak now. Put on your favorite shade of red. While shaking it off in a getaway car. Because sometimes you need to calm down. And wrap yourself up in your favorite cardigan. To find some happiness. And listen as we talk about the iconic poet herself, Miss Swift. Okay, today we're going to be talking about I Heart Question Mark, which is the sixth song on the Beautiful Eyes EP by Taylor. And yeah, one of what just two original songs that came off the that EP because everything else are different versions of her previous singles that were from her debut CD. I love I Heart Question Mark. I'm so excited we get to talk about it today. Yes. So a little background. So she wrote it in 2003 when she was 13. The first recording of this track also was on one of her demo albums in 2004, along with two other songs titled Your Face and The Outside. So lyrically, the song is about a recent breakup that she had, but she's not sure why it happened. And she doesn't really know who to love, hence the question mark next to I Heart. This is quite possibly the like chirpiest, upbeat breakup song ever (laughs) recorded in the history of man. Because like you can't help but like want to dance around the room to this song and like just scream the song at the top of your lungs, but in like a fun way, not in like a sad way. Yes, it's so fucking sassy too. Yeah, it's like Mr. Perfectly Fine almost. Like the same like- There's way more like sadness to Mr. Perfectly Fine. I get only sass from this. So, no quotes from Taylor for this song. I tried really hard, could not find anything. Yeah, there's nothing in terms of critical acclamations either. I mean, aside from what the EP itself did, there's nothing. I mean, this is probably the deepest deep cut we will ever talk about by Taylor Swift. But I am super glad. Shout out to... Kenzie on TikTok for bringing this song to the forefront of many people's lives recently because that I mean her, she like posted about this months ago and now the sound is like trending and everybody is like flipping out because they're like what is this this is like a t- very country Taylor Swift song as well oh, yeah. so like I really it warms my stone cold black heart to see Gen Z Taylor Swift fans obsessing over this song because it's so country and not just the like the musical makeup of the song but also the way she pronounces things mm-hmm. <laughs> like concentrated and like the her dips and yeah anyways it it's very country Yes, I definitely need her. I know we're all of the belief that she did not fake her accent. She just, like, played it up in her earlier songs. She's definitely going to have to fake it now. If she does not fake her accent in this song, I don't want it. It'll ruin it. 
I will return. I'll be like, here you go, Miss Swift. Try again. <laughs> like part of the song almost. It's like if there's no accent in the song, it's almost like she's leaving out lyrics or like an entire instrument. Um, lyrics? Yeah, I guess we'll just go to lyrics. Wish I had concentrated. They said love was complicated, but it's something I just fell into. And it was overrated, but just look what I created. I came out alive, but I'm black and blue. Before you ask me if I'm all right, think about what I had to do. Yeah. So, like, what we were just saying before about how she says it, she rhymes concentrated with complicated, and it's the way that she says it that makes it rhyme almost overrated and created, like, the way she pronounces it. And then I wanted to point out, I came out alive, but I'm black and blue. Obviously, she's talking about being bruised, and I like how she uses those descriptive words instead of just saying I'm bruised. Oh, yeah, that's such a good way of, like, again, it's the sass in this song. She's like, yeah, I'm fucking alive, but, like, I'm hurt. Like, and she's just so straightforward about it. I love it. Like, this is a very, very honest song, but it's definitely got a lot of personality. Yeah, like, before you ask me if I'm all right, think about what I had to do. Like, that's so sassy. And she's, like, talking about how, like, she just fell into love. Like, she wasn't really thinking about it. But now looking back, she's like, yeah, I was overrated as fuck. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to say, this reminds me a lot of almost, like, late 90s, early 2000s country. I mean, obviously, it was written in, like, 2006. But that was a very, that trope, the very sassy trope that was that was found a lot reminds me a lot of Miranda Lambert and for a little bit more of like old school to go Shania Twain style country music with this style of writing of it's a breakup song but you're it's from the point of view of like she's not quite over it but she's at the point where like she's not bawling her eyes out right now she's like I'm getting up I'm getting my shit together and I'm you know, putting on my boots and let's do this kind of thing. I think that, like, I mean, we'll go into song recommendations, but if this is, like, a country version of what Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo does, in a way, because she's saying that's more of, like, I guess, actually, no, never mind, because that's more of, like, Picture to Burn-esque and kind of... I mean, I kind of, like, like, obviously, Olivia in Good For You is more, like, good for you like I'm not over this but I'm glad you're fine but it's the same sass like yes that's what I was getting at saying like it's not necessarily the same type of reaction to a breakup but there's sass in both of them like there's a little bit of like annoyance like I wouldn't necessarily say there's anger in this song but definitely kind of a flippant attitude like very pissed off annoyed and it's a different situation, but it's kind of almost like the same feelings are being conveyed in the two songs. The only difference is like, I feel like there's a lot of sadness still in Good For Good You. For you. Yeah. There's, there's no sadness in this. Like she's over it. Like, you know, like she's over it. Not like in that she's over it, but she's like, you know, when you're just like, I'm so over this and you're not really like over it, but you're fed up. Yes. Okay. The chorus. Unless anybody has anything to say about the first verse and pre-chorus. Okay. Wake up and smell the breakup. Fix my heart. Put on my makeup. Another mess I didn't plan. And I'll bet you thought you'd beat me. Wish you could only see. I've got an IR question mark written on the back of my hand. So the way that I kind of like look at the chorus is that she knew that like the breakup was coming like... It's kind of like Rebecca always says about her first boyfriend. Like, she walked in and, like, the air was different and she knew something was going to When he cheated on me? (laughs) Yes. She knew something was going to go down and I feel like that's the same thing that's happening here. And then, like, I love, I mean, obviously we've talked about this before, but, like, I used to write I heart question mark on the back of my hand all the time in the ninth grade and, like, probably the tenth grade, too had my specific markers for drawing on myself at school and (laughs) like I would do it all the time and like so would all my friends even like my friends who weren't huge Taylor Swift fans we would just like write I heart question mark on the back of our hand and like cover our mouths and take pictures and we thought we were just the coolest yes so cringe what we did 
This was probably the least cringy thing of the things I did. Like, but I love the I heart question mark thing. I know Lizzie, you said that it's kind of like, she doesn't know who to love the way I always took it was like, you thought you won. Um, no, sir. Before you can come in here and like break my heart, look at my hand. It doesn't say I heart your name anymore. It says I heart question mark. I'm moving on. Like, that's how I always kind of saw it. Yeah. I agree with you. Taylor. I think it's so like catchy too. Like it's so it clever. Is. That's one of the things I love about country music. They their big trope is the clever getcha line that they do. Like you wouldn't expect I Heart Question Mark to come out of this song. You know, like with the way she's she's progressing lyrically, and then it's so it's like it's really cute. Yeah, and I just like I love that I never really questioned what this like meant or like the idea of like writing I heart question mark on my hand and I always just was just like what a burn this is so this is such a classy way to handle a breakup (laughs) it is like I to your point yeah like as she says and I'll bet you thought you beat me which you could only see I got an I heart question mark she's laughing she's getting the last laugh here because like you think that you've hurt me no no like I already saw this coming I've already dealt with it like you're not gonna get you're not gonna see me cry like you're not gonna you're not gonna get anything from me right okay so that line I was like trying to remember where I've heard in a Taylor Swift song the line about putting on her makeup and fixing her heart I'd lie when she says First thought when I wake up is, my God, he's beautiful, so I put on my makeup and pray for a miracle. I was like, where has Taylor mentioned makeup in, makeup. in a line before? And I was like, what? And it was side lie. I really like that line, fix my heart. Yeah, fix yeah. my heart, my makeup. Yeah, it's. It, it, I just, I don't know what it is about it, but I think that's, like, really clever. Just Well, like, fine. the idea of it is, like, she wakes up, she's like, okay, shit's going down today. Let me make sure that I'm not going to have this affect me. So she, like, fixes her heart or whatever. And right. she's, like, so that, like, basically, like, she's like Metaphorically. On, yeah. Like, but she's, like, putting on armor almost. Yes. like Or even trying to be, like, okay, I know this is happening and I'm over it. Like, it's not going to affect me. And then she's, like, oh, and also let me get ready for my day. She's, like, right. I, I really love that, too. I think it's really, I used to, like, hate the line, smell the breakup. But... <laughs> I really get, like, what she means by that, and I think it's really clever. Yeah. The song's, like, my anthem. It was especially my anthem back then, because, again, I was not the kind to catch feelings, so I'm always like, whatever, you thought you affected me, like, (laughs) you wish. Yeah, because at this point in this, like, she apparently has had other heartbreaks. That's what this is alluding to. Like, it's another mess I didn't plan. Or maybe not a heartbreak with a relationship, maybe, you know, a friendship breakup, maybe something. You know, it's, like, another thing I have to deal with, like. Yeah, yeah that's literally like, so nonchalant. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, like, casually slide that in there. Oh, I gotta clean this up now. Like, I've gotta run damage control. Like, it's, it's inconvenient. Yeah. 13? She is inconvenient. Like, <laughs> And oh. she, this is a, she wrote the song by herself when she was, like, doing her demos. Like, this is a good song. Yeah, it is. Okay, so then the next verse. I'd be fine if you just walked by, but you had to talk about why you were wrong and I was right. But I can't believe you made me sit at home and cry like a baby, wait right by the phone every night. And now you ask about you and I. There's no you and I. Remember what you put me through. I had to. I really like the, now you ask about you and I, there's no you and I. I love that. What what sass? Like, that's really like a, no, fuck you. Like, (laughs) but like when you think about this first, she's basically like, oh, you know, like some time has gone by and like, we like see each other and like, that would be fine. But oh no, you're going to stop and talk to me and be like, oh, I realized how wrong I was and I am in the wrong and, like, you were so right all along and I wish that you would take me back because I'm sorry and, oh, I'm sorry, I did it wrong, like, I shouldn't have done that, blah, 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 please come back type of thing, like, and she's just like, no. <laughs> like, I like the part, 
to in the pre-chorus where she says, remember what you put me through, I had to. It almost like ties it together with what we were talking about before with the fix my heart, put on my makeup. Like that's what I had to do because of everything you put me through because you hurt me so badly. Like this is what I had to do. And this is how it's like the line in Grey's Anatomy where Meredith's like, you don't get to choose how to repair what you broke or something like that, whatever she says. Like, you that's don't get kind to call me a whore. Like, what she's saying. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, what you're talking about there, Bailey, is there's a tense change. This is in the first verse and chorus, it's present tense, right? Mm-hmm. Even though she's talking about in the first verse it being like she's looking back. By the time you get to the chorus, this is the present tense, right? But then when you go to the second verse, it's talking, it's a past, a past tense. But I was just going to say, it's interesting that I really, really love, because we don't see this a lot music, her not taking any shit. That's mm-hmm. literally, she's like basically calling him pathetic in the second verse. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she is like not... You know how a lot of times, like, guys will, like, feed you those lines, like, of, like, sweet talking to try and get you back together once they realize they're in the wrong? And a lot of a lot of girls fall for it. Like, oh, he's seen the light. Like, no. she's And she's not standing for it here. She's like, yeah, I can just see her, like, metaphorically, like, slamming a locker door in his face. Like, I can just see him, like, cat, like, yes! lean, like one, yes. sho- one shoulder, like, on the locker next to her, like, come on, baby, like, you know, yeah, like, like, I was wrong. Yeah. yeah, like, trying to talk and her just, like, slamming the locker with her books and, like, walking away kind of thing. Like, like, no, I- we're not doing this. I'm not going back. We're done. I also love how she's like, but you had to talk about why you were wrong and I was right. And the way that she sings that it's kind of like she she's saying like, oh, you're finally now seeing it. Um, of course, oh, I know that you were too wrong. Late. A little yeah, too late. Yeah, it is too late no, because then she, she like, goes on and literally says that in the second verse because she's like, remember what you put me through. Like, so you're coming now. You're coming back. You're doubling back and saying like you were wrong and I was right after you forced me to go through all of this. Like, you are out of your freaking mind if you think I'm gonna get back with you. And also, like, you know, how she says, remember, remember what you did to me, or, yeah, remember what you put me through. It's almost like a a screen of thought. I think of the white horse part when she's begging for forgiveness, begging for me, and then she's like, well, she kind of says the same kind of thing there. She's like, it's kind (laughs) of too late. At the end, like, I'm not your princess. And she comes to that realization, like, this is somebody. This is the sassy, like, best friend. This is, like... You know, like, when you tell your best friend about a guy and they're like, oh, they effed up and your best friend, like, won't give him any excuses or yeah. chances. This is what this song is. And White Which Horse is definitely... Itself. Huh? It's like the not putting up with any of this F-boy shit for yourself. You're your own best friend in this, like, situation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And White Horse is, def- is so much more, like, respectful about it. Because it's not yes. meant to be a sad yes. song. It's, yeah. it's very, it's a sad, like, that coming to terms of, like, okay, like, we just, we can't go back kind of thing. And this is the, like... Nope. This, this song is almost like you're past the point where you're sad and you're crying about it. Like, oh, now you're pissed off about it. Like, yeah. you're pissed off, and you don't care, and you don't want to hear it anymore. I'm over it. I, I don't want to hear you begging for forgiveness. I'm I don't want any of that. I just want you to go away. <laughs> yeah. I also, like, get the vibes that this was probably some kind of toxic relationship, especially the line she's like, but I can't believe you made me sit at home and cry like a baby. Right Have you ever been right like, by the phone every night? Yeah. After he strung her along. Yeah. I yeah. think it was in should have in the should have said no episode where we said that she you know like writes these songs she writes songs about what we should accept and expect from a man but she also writes songs about what not to accept and this is another good example of that oh yeah yeah and I, I just totally, like, the line, like, I can't believe you made me sit at home and cry like a baby. When you, like, break up with somebody and you look back and you're like, I can't believe that, like, this person had that kind of effect Power. on me. Yeah, yeah like, like, why was I even, why was I even crying? Like, like you, why did I even care about your opinion? Why did I even care about you? Right. 
I was so invested and so involved. And then like, you look back and you're like, oh my God. Like, you're like embarrassed for yourself. This is that, yeah. this is that wake up moment. Like she literally says it in the chorus. Like, you know, wake like up. she's done. She's realized she's that- not waking up in the morning. Maybe she's waking up from whatever spell. Like, yeah. Like she was on yeah. a- the facade. Yeah. And, like, like, the false reality she created for herself or, like, they created together. When you look back and you don't even recognize yourself on how you, like, acted in a relationship and it's just so out of character and you're like, how did this person get that out of me? Like, Yeah, how did I go from this to this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's when you know that's also a classic example of a toxic relationship. That's when you know you were in a toxic relationship or you are in a toxic relationship when you're like behavior is completely off brand and off character and you're like okay this is not who I normally am but sometimes it takes being on the other side obviously to realize that which is what we're seeing in this in this song you know she's literally saying she's admitting to it I can't believe that you made me sit at home and cry like like I cannot believe I wasted my time over this over you yeah yeah so for him to string her along and then come back and be like oh yeah and then come running back it reminds me, don't be trying to double back. I already despise you. Yes. So true. I mean, this is just like, this is just the type of person I am. Like, I am, I'm like, don't, don't give people second chances. Like, you I'm break that up. way too. Like, you're good. Like, nah, we're man. Good. We're, we're done. Over. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I don't need my own sloppy seconds. <laughs> exactly. I love that. <laughs> I don't need my own sloppy seconds. Okay. So then the chorus repeats. And then the bridge. And when you're home alone at night, you'll still wonder why you took everything I had. Oh, baby. I haven't thought about you and I. There's no you and I. And I know someday you will. And then it repeats the chorus again. I think we... No, it doesn't repeat. Ignore me. The chorus is a little different the last time. different. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, like, you know, from reading, like, these lyrics, the guy she was with sounds like such a stereotypical white cocky guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you could just tell he's cocky from, like, her lyrics of how there's, when she says there's, you know, you and I and how he tried to double back and, you know. Or, like, the part where she says, and you'll still wonder why, because he's probably yes. like, I'm such a catch. Everyone loves me. Why does she hate me? And then the I heart question mark. God, it must be her fault. She's the crazy one. You thought you beat me. Mm-hmm. Like, wish you could see that, uh, you know, like that kind of thing. He's cocky. He thinks that it sounds like he strung her along because she said, you know, I was, you know, waiting by the phone every night kind of thing. Sounds like he strung her along. And then when she put an end to it or whatever happened, he's like, oh, crap. You know, like, so it sounds like he was just very cocky and felt that like she was like just so head over heels for him and that he could get her back so i like the bridge repeats the there's no you and i because that was in the second verse too and i don't know why i'm just like obviously i knew that but i just just realized it too when i was reading i was like oh yeah I like that that repeats in in the sense that like it feels like something you have to repeat to that kind of guy. <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking. It's like a okay for the second time now. There's no you and I. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if I told you once, I told you a thousand times. <laughs> and this is a really good bridge. Like it is. It's pretty. It's pretty strong. It is. It's really sassy. Like truly. Mm-hmm. I- and we keep saying that that's like our word for the song to just just if like we had to describe the song in one word it would just be sassy, sassy. Uh-huh. like when you're home all alone at night like she couldn't have just said alone it was all it's all alone and you know like and you'll you'll still wonder why and stuff like that you know she's she's banking on it she knows that at some point he's gonna look back and be like i done effed up this is yeah. like i always think back like you know, I'm in high school, and then that guy that broke up with me terribly in middle school tries to reach out, and you're like, uh, no. Like, you're like, swerve, like, get out of here. That ship has sailed, sweetheart. Yeah. yeah, like, just because I had a glow up in high school, and, like, I got my braces off, and, you know, like, I got contacts, 
does it mean that I'm interested in you? Because you hurt me then. This is no, what the, this song even, gives me. Like, they can't even fathom that you would not want to be with them when they, like, decide to want to be with you. Like, you because know. they've got a Christopher Columbus complex. Shit. They they're doing you a favor by, like. <laughs> when I haven't even given people like that, like, a thought. You know, like, it didn't even cross my yeah. mind. It's like what she says. I haven't thought about you and I. There's no you and I. Right. Right. Yeah. They, you know, they have a Christopher Columbus complex. They just think yes. that they can come back and conquer at any point. Right. Anytime. Like, we'll just be waiting around for you. Yeah. It's like, yeah. sorry, that's not how that works. Like, you really think that, like, girls are literally, like, repining over a guy from, like, seven plus years ago? Like, no. That's not how that and works. Then, and yet they're still so casual about it. That's the best part is the gaslighting that comes out yes. of it from this type of thing. Like, it's like, they're so casual and then they gaslight you and they're like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. You're making such a big deal out of this. It's, you know, you know what I'm uh-huh. talking about? Uh-huh. It just like reminds me, have you guys seen the Good For You cover by that guy who's like, I gaslight you because <laughs> of all the male covers of Good oh, For God. You? Oh, God. Yeah, there's so many of them. Okay, no, for, for I've only seen the one with the John, the John Mayer one. So badly. They're so misogynistic yeah, and yeah. so sexist. And I yeah, yeah. like actually cannot stand it. It makes me so mad. I need to find this one because this is like a response. It's a guy. He's doing it, but he's like responding to those dudes who do a female, like a cover, a dude, a male cover of a female song. Oh my God. I hope. It's like, why, why, why do they think that's necessary to like have to do the guy's like no. part in that? Like, it, it, it's not it, necessary. We don't need it. We don't want it. We don't need it. Always victimize themselves in it. Like that one guy who was like, "Yeah, I found somebody way better," and like she actually likes me. And you were well, so good crazy. for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, Pick me guys are so. They are literally uh, the bane of my existence. They are like the worst kind of guy by far. I like you can put cocky guys in their place, but like the guy, the pick me guys that have like that huge chip on their shoulder, they are like so disillusioned that they will like never get past their like, Sounds. you know? Yes, it's so, oh, it's so They're bad. So no, narcissistic. but I haven't seen what you're talking about, Jan, but I need to find it. It's the so- one I immediately thought of was the one where it was like, the guy who was like, this is my John Mayer impression. And he like gets on the guitar and he's like, I'm going to guess that your daughter. <laughs> and I like laughed out loud. <laughs> oh, he did I'm it so- like in his vocal tone and everything. Yeah, it was so it. funny. I just think like if they're going to cover this song or do like a response song for Good For You, then just cover the song like as it was written. Like Yeah, like, like nobody cares. Like, like we don't need the guy's point of view at all. Right. As- Nobody I, asked for that. It's not That's what the it's about. Song. Yeah. As females, we have seen it all. I stopped being surprised by men a very long time ago. <laughs> like, I've seen true. it all. We're not. <laughs> you don't need to get on and show, like, your, like, jaded point of view that you've created I, for yourself because you're just, pissed that some girl didn't want to hook up with you I'm on like, the first oh, date. Like, here's another one. Ugh. It's not just oh. good for you. It's other songs, too. And then I'm like... Oh, the build a dude one. Oh, have you seen that? No. Oh, I don't even want it. I don't. E- I know exactly where you're going with this, and it's so annoying because literally, girls have like the lowest expectations of men already. Like, I have never known a girl. Build a dude. You don't get to pick and choose. Six pack abs and shoulders too. Something oh God. like that. And he's like, you know, men have feelings too. Oh, yeah. so stupid Wait, and it's so ironic because that's all guys do because like girls by far are definitely more the, the ones that lean towards personality traits versus overlooks and guys are literally driven by looks purely by looks and so it's like like when they post something like that I'm like why Ugh. I'm so mad I can't find this I gaslight you cover of good for you because it's so fun it's such a good commentary and like coming from a dude that's the only way dudes are gonna like listen to that kind of thing right 
he's like, why'd you have to do that? That was such a fucking bitch move or something like that. But I'm a gag. I'm a good guy. I don't know. It was so funny. Why didn't I like it? Because I don't, I don't like giving men likes. See, that's, see, that's my favorite. Like, a girl will, like, post and say, like, oh, yeah, I don't like when a guy does, like, we don't actually like guys who are in the gym all the time. Or we don't actually like guys who have, like, these perfect crazy bodies and stuff like that. And then guys will be in the comments and they're like, you're lying. And it's like. I don't know how to be more upfront right now. (laughs) We're literally, there's thousands of us saying, no, yeah, we agree. We don't like that. You know, we prefer the dad bot or we prefer like the career driven person or somebody who's successful. And they're like, no, that's not true. I think what drives me is like goofiness. Like I love someone that makes me laugh. Yeah. You know, like. Why well, see, I'm with Dan. And that's why a lot of girls are the same way. They don't they feel like they can't be themselves around guys who are like gym bros, gym rats, because they feel constantly judged. Yes. Like they're not per if they're not perfect and you can't be with that person because they they're constantly you know what I mean? Like and I've seen videos of girls like showing their like messages from guys like on Tinder asking for their weight and height and like what they're eating during the day like from those like gym rats from those gym rats and then like and then the gym rats like oh I can train you I can oh me either I hate that mentality but like anyway it's just like it's crazy like it's that's why girls go for personality overlooks because they don't want to feel like marginalized and like they have to like they're a trophy or like they're this an object because right. that's now, got granted, hate, though, that's me. I hate feeling objectified. I hate I do have to say, like, one of my friends, like she's like really into fitness. And so she like met her um boyfriend at the gym. But that's like a thing they do together. So different when you go to the gym and you're into fitness. That's like your entire um, personality. Yeah, from being like a gym bro, like there's a there's yeah, an act. There definitely is. Like, but because they are like, I mean, it, that's not everything about him. Like, he's not just like gym is my life. You know, that's I'll just what they do together. Like, like the point is not that no girl is gonna be super interested in like. It's it's not that no girl likes really fit guys who are strong and muscly, whatever. It's just that. When those guys are like mocking attractive macho guys, non guys, guys who aren't like that, like, yeah, just because you think you're the total package and you listen to the patriarchy tell you that in order to have value, you have to look a certain way, like, you don't that doesn't mean that women think that because again, you're trying to please, you're trying to look attractive to a society through a patriarchal lens you're not trying to look attractive to women and like no offense but a lot of women who find that attractive find it attractive because patriarchy tells them that they find it attractive and I'm not saying that it's not possible for some women to just actually be attracted to guys who look like that obviously it happens but like if you think you have to go to the gym you think you have to look a certain way I promise you you do not like truly nobody gives a fuck. And if somebody tells you they give a fuck, they don't matter. Like, I see. And that's where it comes in. There's that dichotomy here that you don't see men do what they do for the pleasure of other men, but they don't realize that they don't realize that. And that's where they screw up because girls don't, they always, they're so like self absorbed that they think that girls do everything for the pleasure of men when we don't ever like, I mean, obviously there's always exceptions to that case. You know what I mean? Like maybe some pick me girls. Yeah. There's definitely some girls that are like that. But like in general, generalized speaking, that's not, that's not what we do. We we're dressing for ourselves or, you know, and we spend far more time critiquing ourselves and other women than yeah. we ever that men aren't even on our radar when it comes to like we don't dress for them but they think that we do it's it's so yeah, funny it's funny it's like like thinking of like all of the times in high school where we would be like okay everybody wear a dress tomorrow so we can take pictures we're taking the pictures for ourselves like yeah so in our can, friend group yes like, in and our just, friend group i'm like thinking about like my like college experience going to a women's college and like yes I wore sweatpants to class every day but then like I 
we'd go out and we would dress cute and it's not like like because it makes you feel good garden yeah it makes you feel good like you're feeling pretty your friends are feeling pretty you want you look you all feel cute you take pictures together i mean like bailey and i went to an all-girls catholic school we wore uniforms but there would be days when we would like want to take cute pictures if we were out of uniform especially and we would like tell each other like look cute like we're gonna take pictures like you know what i mean it wasn't it wasn't ever and and especially in high school it wasn't to get the attention of a guy no, and I mean, there's always the, like, odd, like, time where I've been, like, oh, I know I have class with my crush tomorrow, maybe right. I'll wear mascara, or, like, maybe I'll, like, wear this shirt that's a really pretty color that I really like, or something like that, like, that's different, but it's not, yeah. like, it's not like I'm a peacock, and I'm going out of my way to look good to get, you know, the opposite sex's attention. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's so what's so funny. Like we every single girl has that get laid outfit, right? Like for these kinds of situations where it's like, okay, I'm like, you know, I want to look good tonight. I'm, you know, like I'm I'm on the prowl. Like, but it's funny because like you know you talk about like peacocks, like and stuff. To like a literal sense, like in in like the animal kingdom. This is <laughs> sounds so stupid. Like, it's always the male species that are, like, colorful and pretty, and it's their job to get the female's attention. And yeah. it, we're, like, the only, like, out of, like, all the animals, all the we're animals. The I sound so stupid. But, like, yes, it's we, this is the only situation where females are expected and, in some cases, required to look and dress and act a certain way to appease male, males and get male attention. And it's, anyways, yeah. I could go on and on. Do we want to talk about the last chorus? Yes. So I just want to, like, bring it back to the last line of the bridge where she's like, someday you will. And then the final chorus is... Wake up and smell the breakup. Realize that we won't make up. It didn't go the way you planned. And you'll know you didn't beat me when you look down and see I got an I heart question mark written on the back of my hand. And then it goes on to say written on the back of my hand an I heart question mark. Yeah. Written on the back of my hand. I love this final chorus because, you know, before it was like, I have to do this and I'm realizing that all of this stuff. And now she's finally saying, okay, I realized it, but you're gonna get there too like don't don't worry little fella <laughs> yeah little pretty fella. much especially like the realize that we won't make up part like that is hilarious to me because of the context of the rest of the song especially the second verse where he's like basically trying to get her back and she's like what do you think you're doing like do you not remember what happened between us why do you think i would ever go back to you and then in the bridge where he's like sitting there all alone at night thinking about her wondering like what went wrong and still thinking that they could get back together but she's like someday you're gonna you know I woke up and smelled the breakup a while ago it's gonna happen for you someday soon like you're gonna realize that we're not gonna make up and you'll finally leave me the fuck alone (laughs) right yeah I love the line it didn't go the way you planned because like it just goes to show that like he was looking at her he was kind of it seems like objectifying her in this relationship Mm-hmm. stringing her along he just he viewed her more as like an object and a thing than like a person with feelings and that's she's alluding to that when she's saying like all of these things about him being home alone at night him trying to get her back like he planned it because he feels like he can control her and the narrative and she's taking this narrative back and I love I love seeing that she's taking this narrative and saying oh no 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 wait a second and like putting it in her own words and not letting him trample over her. Yeah. Yeah, Again, full sassiness. She's just like, ha ha, you, you thought you won. You didn't. (laughs) Like that's what I get. (laughs) It's almost condescending in the best way. Yes. It is hugely condescending, but like it, like you said, in a good way, like, I mean, people like this deserve to be put in their place in my personal opinion but I'm also a very petty person so maybe just don't listen to me (laughs) yeah no do we want to move on to favorite lyrics sure yeah who wants to go first I'll go first um I think my favorite lyric is 
I had a really hard time picking it because there were just so many like sassy one-liners in here. It is. It's a great one-liner song. Like, how do you pick just one? Um, but and you'll know you didn't beat me. That's like a, because so many times when you think about a breakup, it's like, oh, I'm so sad, you know, like, and you're crying and all this stuff, and it's like, you know, when you realize, okay, like. <laughs> I can't believe I was doing that. Like, let me pick myself up, dust myself off. And you thought you had the last lap, but you actually don't. Yeah, she like basically gives herself the time to like cry about it. And then she's like, okay, time to boss up. This is like a baby reputation. Like, this is like oh gosh. The, be- like, the beginning of Taylor's true sassy self. Because it all comes out, like, that entire album, pretty much. That entire era. Little 13-year-old Taylor had it in her all along. Yeah, the old Taylor never really died. Nope. That was here. You can just, you can see it in the sass of this song, for sure. Yep. Like, look what you made me do. Wait, if she had never released this, I feel like this could be on Reputation Taylor's version as, like, a vault song. (laughs) (laughs) But, Yeah. She would have to make it more, like, poppy. Yeah, 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 definitely. You know, like, going back, as I was, like, going back trying to find, like, lyrics here. And, like, I know we talked about the first verse, but I just noticed how nonchalant she was in the first verse when she said, you know, they said love was complicated, but it's just something I fell into. <laughs> like, she just fell into it. And, and then she goes on to say, and it was overrated. And like, a lot of times people don't come out saying that even in heartbreak, it's more of like, oh my gosh, like my heart's broken. And like, you're so upset. And here she's just saying like, screw this. Like, you know, I fell into this and this is terrible. And I'm cool to say single now for now. Like this is not ten. what you guys said it was going to be. <laughs> I would not recommend. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, this is not. <laughs> and so it's just so funny to see how nonchalant she is in this song and like no F's given. Like you were saying, Lizzie, it's like a baby reputation for sure with the sass level. Yeah. I think my favorite line and it was so hard to pick but I'm, I think that it's, and now you ask about you and I, there's no you and I remember what you put me through. Cause I feel like that's one of the times where she's just like really putting him in his place. Like I can just imagine her being like, there's no you and I like walk away, man. Like, and then I think the like very close second place for that would be, I came out alive, but I'm black and blue. That line is almost like death by a thousand cuts where she is like, I'll be fine. It's just a thousand cuts. Yeah. So I was just also going to say that, like, one of the things that I love the most about this song is her tone, the tone of her voice in the verses. It's so deep. It doesn't, it almost doesn't even sound like her. Like, the accent and how low her voice is, it's so different musically from anything else she'd done or has done since. That's what I was going to say really like low on like folklore and evermore but like this feels like completely different like I really like would not know this was her in from the verses alone if I didn't know she also has a very youthful tone in this in in this song like you can just tell it's very it's a very young for her vocally like when she recorded this song you hear baby taylor voice a little bit as well I really hope she re-records this one because I would be very excited to hear with her matured voice, yeah, with like her 31, yeah. 32 year old. Yeah, me too. It would be really, really interesting too with the accent if she would like try and if she would lean in back into it. And I think that she might because I honestly feel like she's got she does an accent in right where you left me a little bit. I don't know about if you guys have noticed, but like obviously the instrumentation of that song is you know more it leans more country but I think she's got a little bit of an accent in that song too so I don't think that she would I mean I know as a fandom we were kind of disappointed in the lack of accent in all the fearless songs but uh, she just has to do it for like all of debut and like beautiful eyes like she has to it won't be the same if she doesn't because it was such a defining like factor in in her music in the in the early stages of Taylor Swift in her career, and so it wouldn't be the same. Lizzie, did you ever say your favorite lyrics? Um, I 
mentioned it before, but it's fix my heart, put all my makeup. I think, I don't know, I just like the metaphor there of her actually fixing her heart and putting on her face, as we say. Yeah. Like Both that literally putting on a makeup face and, and putting on a, like like a yeah. metaphorical face or yeah. Let's move on to song recommendations. Who wants to go first? So I have one that you guys might not know, but it, it's kind of big on TikTok, or at least it was. Wasting all these tears on you by Cassidy Pope. Do you guys know that song? Oh, of course I know that song. Is it really big on TikTok? It was just the it part was. that's just the chorus was like big a few like a year ago back when I first got to talk I love Cassidy Pope y'all she used to be the lead singer of pop punk band back in like the 2000s which pop punk band hey Monday (gasps) yeah oh my god and like she used to date like I think she used to either date like the bass player or the drummer of all-time low like yeah my they were like engaged they're not anymore like wait Alex no, he's not the bass. I can't remember if it was their bass player or their drummer, but they used to date. And um, yeah, no, my little pop punk emo heart. Like, I was actually really surprised when Cassie Pope went on The Voice and was like a country singer afterwards. But I hardcore cried to waste all these tears on you. I the reason why I connected these two songs is because. Although, like, Wasting All These Tears is more of, like, I want to, like, scream cry. It's also, to me, the lyrics are kind of, like, she's over this guy. And she's over wasting her tears. She's over, you know, she feels like a fool for even doing anything. And, like, yeah. Although it's, like, a different take on the sassiness. I don't know. I don't know why I made the connection, honestly, other than it's, they're still, like, getting over a breakup even though i heart question mark is like past the breakup but as we establish but i really like this song and i just want to recommend it to anybody who hasn't heard it because it's a good get all your feelings out kind of song yeah i have three recommendations chandler always outdoing everyone i know i know (laughs) the first one is gonna be like i think people are gonna disagree with me actually so my first one i'm just gonna get the crazy one out the way and it's not, it's just crazy in comparison to this song, I think, because it's Freakum Dress by Beyonce. If you have not heard, if you've seen it on TikTok, like with, it's like a trend with girls getting ready for like their weddings or whatever, because the beginning is like the hold up, bring the beat back, stop, I ain't ready yet. <gasps> yes. Like, wait, let me fix my hair. Like that's wait, the beginning of a song. Let me fix my hair. Um, so basically the song is about, like, your man, like, doing you wrong. Like, she literally is, like, because once again, he's out doing wrong. And then she, like, goes out with her girlfriends and they, like, dance and, like, she wears, like, her freakum dress. So, I I don't know. It's the sass of it. I like it. I never actually heard that song all the way through other than the part on TikTok. Because obviously my For You page is all, like, wedding and brides. and (laughs) Yes. Okay, so then my second recommendation is more so less about, well, I guess it's kind of about the content of the song, too, but it's more so about the the instruments and the musicality of the song. And it's Mama's Broken Heart by Miranda Lambert. That was my only one. (laughs) Okay, then I won't say it. You can say it. (laughs) You're fine. I don't care. It's fine. I'm not going to say it. So I actually only have... I won't say that I have three. Um, So (laughs) my second and final recommendation is actually a Taylor song. And it is a permanent marker, unreleased Taylor Swift song. It's got these same exact vibes, but it's also got a little bit of Psycho Girl vibes. If you you have not heard permanent marker, (laughs) there is a... Definitely a Psycho vibes. Yeah, there's... If you haven't heard it, there's a version on YouTube. There's, like, a studio version on YouTube. It was never released, but it's basically just a sassy song about how Taylor is, like, dating this guy who's, like, still kind of into his ex. And she's like, X is the shape I drew through your face in permanent marker. And I love it because she's just, like... First of all, if I was dating somebody who was, like, still into their ex, I would just probably break up with them. But, like, she's like, no, no, no. No, fuck you. I'm just gonna, like, destroy 
every semblance of you that he has left. When I think of permanent marker, I think about the fact that I listened to that song in the eighth grade and literally wrote an X in my yearbook of the guy that I talked about so much in, in debut. Any image of him in my yearbook. And now if I look at my little middle school yearbook, all you just see these like big X's wherever his face was and all the cute collage pictures. I think it's just kind of funny because I it's I can't I can't erase that so his face is just permanently gone. <laughs> well, good. I yeah. know, but I think that permanent marker is also one. Well, especially like the non-studio version of the song that has leaked, like some of the live performances. It's also like very country, like even more so than the rest of the songs that were on debut. Just like I feel like I Heart Question Mark is. And then it's like super sassy. And of course the like content is different because this one is like her being over her ex and permanent marker is about her boyfriend not being over his ex. But they're both excellent songs. Like if you if you like I Heart Question Mark, you will also like Permanent Marker. Permanent Marker reminds me of that scene in Mean Girls like the part in Mean Girls where Regina George like it all comes to a head and she gets like super pissed and she like goes into the burn book and then she's like do not trust her she is a fuggly slut she's like ripping stuff up and like acting things out with a marker fuggly slut do not trust trust her her. like that's that's kind of like what it reminds me of the whole time yeah it kind of reminds me of that like when you're like you're in that super bitter part of the like breakup phase i love that movie so true where you're just like you know doing like more of like the immature things yes (laughs) yeah Uh, okay who wants to go next i'll go so I actually I didn't have one until Liz mentioned the Cassidy Pope song. So mine is you've probably never heard it, but it's from it was in One Tree Hill, Whiskey by Jaina Kramer. Oh yeah, I, I thought everybody had know, knew like Jane. What's her name? Jana Kramer. Jana Kramer. I need. Jana. A, it sounds really familiar, but I just need to look up. I feel like if you heard it, you would be like, oh yeah. yeah. But so, doesn't she also sing that song that's like something about like I had his first kiss and you'll have his last or something yeah. like that? Yeah. So in this song, she, you know, just talks about like should have just called it like I saw it, should have just called for help and ran like hell that day. And it really reminds me of the part in I Heart Question Mark at the very beginning when she says, wish I had concentrated. They said love was complicated. Like just kind of like if I just would have realized and I just would have walked away and listened to everyone, then I wouldn't be feeling what I'm feeling right now. That was pretty much it. But that's like when, when Liz said that, I was like, Oh, it was a good call. Yeah. Rebecca. I don't really have much to say about this. So feel free to jump in Jan. But um, (laughs) the only one I could really like, if you notice with me, I'm not more like, I don't relate to more contemporary songs. That's why I'm really glad we have Chandler on this podcast, because she always comes in with, like, an old, old school one and a contemporary one. Um, I always, like, relate things more with, like, the actual, like, musical tone. So, I chose Mama's Broken Heart by Miranda Lambert, and it's got the same, like, the very sassy country vibes. But this song is more about, like, in the moment, like, I'm gonna burn your house down kind of thing. Um, so, it kind of reminds me... <laughs> Yeah, but it also, like, some of the lines remind me of this song because she talks about go and fix your makeup, girl. It's just a breakup. Run and hide your crazy and start acting like a lady because I raised you better. Got to keep it together even when you fall apart. And then at the end, she she twists it. But this ain't my mama's broken heart, you know, because that's what her mom has been telling her to do is to, you know, like, just not show face and you know what I mean? Like, and just to keep it together. And that's a big, that's a big concept in Southern culture. Like you don't cry in front of people. You don't have your breakdown in front of people. If you do it, you do it in private. That's especially a fifties oriented. (laughs) And if you, if you watch the music video, she does it in a fifties and sixties, like probably I would say more late fifties style. I always um, thought it was kind of like the the like early to mid sixties because of the like Kennedy 
in Camelot reference that's in the song. Oh, but I haven't watched actually... it in a very long time. So yeah, well, you I'm could also be 100% not, like, right. super familiar with fashion trends of like the decades. So if I looked at it, I could tell you, but I haven't, it's been, I have not watched that music video since it yeah. came out and probably, I can't remember when this came out, maybe 2010, maybe 2010, maybe I'm being a little generous. I don't know. We'd have to Google it. Anyways, really? January 14th, 2013, according to Genius. Jeez. Yeah. It's not as old as I thought it was. I thought for sure. No, because I remember this coming out when we were, you know who wrote Mama's Broken Heart, right? Casey Musgraves. Casey Musgraves. Yeah. Yeah, Casey Musgraves is really, if you guys like Taylor Swift, I think you'll really like Casey Musgraves as well, especially on same trailer, different park. That CD, if you like more of older Taylor Swift music, you will really, really love that album in general. I'll recommend individual songs as we go along. But all of Casey Musgraves' albums are really good. Like, I really love Golden Hour, but also like pageant material. Not just the album, but, like, also that song. Ugh, I love it. Anyway, we're not talking about that. We're still talking about Mama's Broken Heart. But, yeah, she ba- she literally references the same things about fixing your makeup and just the way you deal with the heartbreak. But it is so sassy. That whole – this song just takes it a step further. This song is more of, like, the I'm so angry. I can't walk away without doing something about it. And Have then y'all I- heard this song before? Mm-hmm. I have, but I'm honestly not a big Miranda Lambert fan. Well, oh, the whole point of what I was saying with Miranda Lambert is she does she leans into the country sass crazy woman trope. Yeah, and you can see yeah, a lot one. of that in early Taylor's music, where she was in the like the pits of Nashville and really just, and that was also a big trope back in the early. 2000s you know yeah well. it was like the country the country girl who's gonna it was like the formula it's a formula it was literally yeah. a music formula for success and, and i think s- that that kind before of before like, he cheats yeah mm-hmm. i mean taylor's I think picture really, to burn too sorry I think that really hurt taylor's like i love all of taylor's music but i do think that her le- and like of course like that was what you expected of women in country they either sang pretty love songs or they talked about murdering men who broke their hearts like you know that that was how it was like the crazy ex-girlfriend like miranda lambert's song crazy ex-girlfriend like that's literally the blueprint like that's what wasn't wasn't that an album that i'm pretty sure she has an album titled crazy crazy ex-girlfriend yeah and like i love it like i'm very therapy those songs are very therapeutic like they are in that rage way yeah they're very therapeutic and it's kind of like you know like when you go through like a really soul-crushing breakup and you like feel kind of crazy just because of everything like gaslighting and like realizing how like toxic and like manipulated you were and like borderline abused like the the you feel like a crazy person and so for me in particular like all of the like psycho ex-girlfriend country music really helped me like filter through my emotions and like I I love it but that trope that Taylor kind of and she didn't even go as far as no she never once did it before she before he cheats type of song or even yeah. mama's broken heart. She never even went close to that. But I think the issue was that they saw with Taylor where they like preyed on her for the, using that trope is because she wasn't an adult woman in a relationship when she was doing this. So they automatically just assign that to her personality trait. And also the fact that she was writing these songs and like a lot of her songs were autobiographical. Like we all know that Carrie Underwood did not write. Carrie Taylor- Underwood does write her songs she wrote <laughs> a pitch to her like she 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 wrote a couple like early on like she used to write some of her songs but like we all know that carrie underwood did not write before he cheats and the difference between like that and miranda lambert's album is that miranda lambert was in a like long-term committed relationship and you know so you know knew it was for fun yeah yeah and i i guess people could, couldn't like comprehend that taylor swift could be so young and like take her experiences and change you know it like we used to say a lot at the beginning of this podcast embellish what happened to her to write a good song i also think like her crossing to pop also was kind of like 
people jumped on that too because in pop music i'm trying to think if you know you've had oh my god oh artists. my god what you guys what no no, no no it's not real it's not real it's not real it's a no. fake account don't freak sure? me out like that it's 11 10. i just got a notification on twitter that said it looked like it was coming from Good Morning America. It said tomorrow on GMA, Taylor Swift has a new surprise announcement to make, and she's making it tomorrow exclusively on GMA. Make sure to tune in and hear the news with five blue hearts. But it's not GMA. I clicked on it immediately, and the it's at underscore Because they fucking suck. That's why. People are so annoying. Tam. My stomach, like, literally dropped. I know. The same thing happened to me. We said, like, oh, my God, at the same time. <laughs> you guys why, cannot do this to me Twitter, this late like, in my pregnancy. Notify why am I getting another us. notification about it? Are they, like, spam posting this? They are. It scared me. I was like, that would be kind of crazy. We would definitely have to keep that in if that really happened. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> okay, I was just okay. annoyed. About pop music, like, I think her being, coming from country where that was a normal trope of being, like, the crazy, like, ex-girlfriend or the crazy girl, like, dealing with the toxic man. Then going into pop music, where in pop music, it's very surface. You do have some, you know, female artists writing about their breakups, and but it's it's not the same as the country trope of crazy, if that makes sense. Yeah, and so I, I totally agree. You've got the crossover into pop with her country music. Even before she went full pop, she was crossing over. Yeah. And, like, that's just not how pop music is. So the people who only listen to, like, the top 40 hits are sitting there listening to this and not understanding it in the way that a country fan would. And then the country fans are feeling, like, betrayed. And they are not... I guess, defending her. Like, they're just letting the... They're also piling on because they're mad at her for selling out. Right. Exactly. Which is stupid, but... Yeah. Well, anyway, so nothing's happening on Good Morning America in the morning. <laughs> Crying! I guess this is, a, this, is a, this is a sign for us to wrap it up. <laughs> right. Remember when you were like, okay, we're gonna, like, make this really quick, guys. Four, three and a half hours later, <laughs> in our defense, we spent like three and a half hours recording just one episode on Tuesday. So at least we got two done today. We finished up and like, I got in the bedroom and Kelly was already sleeping. He like jerks awake and he goes, why did you talk for so long? Half the time we just go on tangents, have nothing to yeah. do with, or maybe a little part of the song. Like, it's, like, way left field of what we were originally talking about. But yeah. we're talking about important stuff. So, like, men being men. And I'm so mad I don't know where that TikTok is. If you find it, send it to us. I will. Right. Final thoughts, okay. anyone? <laughs> Final thoughts, no. <laughs> I think we've said everything my but I guess final I thoughts are I love this song and it makes me literally ache for permanent marker and I'd lie you know what actually I have one more song recommendation really quickly much to Jesse's dismay because we were talking about Casey Musgraves and same trailer different park she's a song called keep it to yourself and it's basically about like it's a breakup and a guy kind of trying to like get back you know, an ex trying to, like, get back with you. And obviously this is a more, like, it, it's a more croony, like, sad, like, version. But it's the same idea of, like, hey, I'm not getting back together with you. And that's literally the whole point of the song. Keep it to yourself. Like, if you think that you still love me, like, she literally says, if you think that you still love me, put it on a shelf. She says, keep it to yourself. If you think that you still love me, put it on a shelf. If you're looking for someone, make it someone else. When you're drunk and it's late and you're missing me like hell, keep it to yourself. And, you know, and then she goes out and she says, if you see me out and I'm standing alone, well, it don't mean that I'm going to need a ride home. If you walk up to me like it ain't what it is, I know that it ain't going to end with a kiss. 
and so it's like very similar to especially the second verse of I Heart Question Mark where you know he's like trying to get her back and like and she talks about him being alone at night and you know like all that kind of stuff she's completely over it Mm -hmm. but definitely more of a sad this is a that's a it's a more sad song yeah that's like what I like to do is I like to do one that like sonically and like musically sounds the same and then one that just like thematically is the same so right thematically very similar very similar but (laughs) sonically not at all so if you're like more of the sad like mood and you spit you still want the same idea this is your girl and those are my final thoughts okay bailey take us away thanks for listening to ready for it a taylor swift podcast look out for our next episode where we start to examine taylor swift's second studio album fearless follow us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok to get updates on next episodes Handles for our social media accounts can be found in the description. Can't wait for Fearless. I know. What I want to know, should we so take excited. bets on whether the baby will be here before we, st- like, by the time this episode premieres? Wait, how far out by are we? By the time this episode premieres? Yeah, yes. how far? This how far episode is going to be August. Your baby's going <laughs> to be well born. Yeah, he will be. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Bye.